Big Sexy McCorkle, uh, and then we have Austin Vanifer coming in, Don Fry might come in, who knows, uh, <laughs> who knows, um, yeah, it's been crazy, uh, crazy last couple days, I saw Mayhem yes- yesterday, he came over to the house, uh, that was awesome, um, so he's out then, huh, is he done, or has he got to go back, uh, like, another hearing, or is he done with all his he, trouble? No, he's done, he's, uh, they, they threw out the case because it was, like, insane, um, I know he wants to come back on the podcast. I'll let him talk about it. I was like, I'm really happy he's 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 not he's not in jail. Obviously, we 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 hashed it out. We, we talked about it. You know, he he apologized for some of the stuff that that went on, and um, you know, it's all water under the bridge. And you know, everyone deserves an eighth chance. Uh, right. And, uh, I freaking loved you. <laughs> he took my line. We had a, we had, a, we had a great time. Uh, it was great seeing him. We laughed all night. Um, I mean, he was over here for like five hours, him, Camilla, my wife, and it was just, it was great seeing him. And he looks good. He looks like he's in shape. He's in a lot better shape than he was coming out than he was going in. So uh, happy for him. And, um, you know, J- you know, j- just uh, Jason says he wants to come back on the podcast, but uh, he'll come on when he's ready and he'll talk about all the shit he's going through. I don't want to speak for him. Just to let you know that, uh, Jason's in a really good place, and he's really happy. And we were laughing all night long, and uh, it was cool to have my old friend back. So that's awesome. Uh, how are you doing, Sean? I'm uh, doing good, man. I've been doing. Uh, it's probably a completely uninteresting uh, I story, but uh, I think. What'd you say? Uh, some reason you're you're like muted. Um, what? Let me see. Says mm. I'm not. Can you hear me? Let me see, Sean. What about now? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, now on my end. Uh, no, I. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm. Uh, I got rich people problems, but I'm building a pond out in front of my house, uh, like a big one acre pond, right? Where it was supposed to be, like one acre pond with an island in the middle. Have these guys come out, seem like the greatest guys ever. A huge company. They got millions of dollars in equipment, all this stuff. So as the pond starts to take shape, I'm noticing more and more it's looking about a quarter the size we agreed on. You know, hmm. so. I talked to a guy uh, who's one of the guy partners in it. Like he came out, I said, Hey, you know, it's a one acre pond with an island in the middle, right? He's like, well, you know, I mean, it's, you know, uh, we'll see. And I'm like, no, no, we won't. That's what we agreed on, you know? And well, yeah, I mean, you know, this, this ground kind of slopes. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not paying for anything besides a one acre pond. And by the way, it was going to be done in two weeks and they started March 1st. So, oh. and they're still going on. So um, they get about a quarter of it done and they're like, Hey, is there any way we can get a, some, like a front on some money? And I'm like, Okay, how much? Like six thousand? I'm like, it's only supposed to be ten thousand. What, sixty percent? Well, it might be closer to twelve. And I'm like, nah, that's not what we agreed on, man. And so I go ahead and give them six thousand. They said, well, we're gonna get it done by the end of the week. So you know, like, okay, I didn't see them then for six or eight weeks after I gave them the money. Uh... 
So after many threats, they kept saying the ground's too wet, you know, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't too wet when they got to 6,000, but it was too yeah. wet, you know. Um, so um, they come back out and start digging, and then I realized they think that they're taking what is going to be a one-acre lake with a pond in the, or with the island middle, and they're just going to cut across a small channel. So there's like 80 feet of water from the island on one side, and there's going to be eight feet distance from the island to the other side. They think they're just going to cut a small channel, and that's that, like a moat around the island on one side. And I'm like, no, nah, it's not going to work. Anyway, we're going on and on. I was telling my girlfriend, it was funny because I was like, I don't know what these guys are going to say because I went out and marked an acre. I actually looked it up. I went out and took a string with spray paint, walked to the perimeter. That's an acre, you know what I mean, like or whatever. Cut my grass around it. Hey, guys, that's an acre. Talk to all three parties involved. That, that's an acre. I expect an acre. So they still are just digging that little thing, acting like that's, you know, they said, well, I mean, where do you want this extra dirt at? And I was like, what do you, the extra dirt? What do you mean? Well, I mean, we got extra dirt. We're going to have to, you know, pay charge the hallway. I was like, no, no, you guys aren't done yet. What are you talking about? And so I go out and talk to the old man who's the boss, super nice guy, 80-some years old. I explained to him, you know, we agreed on an acre pond. We agree, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I don't know why the pond or why the island is 80% of the way on one side, you know, all this different stuff. And his response was, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's what his response was. He's like, the of the company. And I'm like, okay, well, I do oh, know. Oh, my God. So then they start, they get a couple more, you know, like bulldozers out here start working again. And I think they still think now they're just going to cut one more side a little bit back and then they're going to be done. Like, it's the most amazing thing ever. But I just cracked up because of all the answers I expected. I don't know wasn't one of them. I was like, you know, I mean, you guys, if you were going to excavate for a big warehouse, because it's a huge company, and they said they wanted a 200 by 200 area, 10 feet deep. You wouldn't do it 100 by 75 feet, three feet deep and be like, hey, we need our money. And he's like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of dirt. And there's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, this line over here and an acre's 208 by 208. Yeah, I don't know. So, wow. you know, that's what been my week all week. What's going to happen I, when they come up to you and say, this, it's over, it's done? Uh, then I actually um, told a guy that worked for him because the boss wasn't here. I told him he might relay the message that I'm extremely petty and have too much time on my hands, and I will spend the next 10 years ruining their business if they don't give me my money back. But what's going to happen is I'm going to keep getting them to do as much as they'll do, and then I'm not paying them any more money. Um, and I don't think I'm paying them even when they finish the pot, even if they finish an acre, I may not pay them. Like, I may just be like, listen, I'm not, I'm done with this because all I can do is put a lien on my property. But it's, it's like it is, like I said, rich people problems, but it's just what the funniest thing ever that you go out and talk to them. And like, we agree, this is an acre. What I outlined and spray painted, that line, that's an acre, that's what we're going to do, right? Well, you know, I mean, uh, he probably should have quoted you a little higher. And I'm like, that's, he works for you, not me. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, it's, the ground's a little bit wet. It's a lot of dirt out here. Like, and I'm like, yeah. It's just, uh, just change the subject every time. But it was, uh, I'll send you a picture of it later. Not that it's interesting, but it's hilarious what they thought they were going to do. Like have 80 feet of water surrounded on half of it and then just a little eight-foot channel on the other side of the island. So, I don't know. Oh, he actually told me too, yeah, I mean, we can't move the island. I was like, why would you move the island? It's only like a quarter of an acre right now why would you move the island to the middle and he's like well i mean i mean otherwise we're gonna have to cut all the way out there i was like yeah the acre we agreed on otherwise you will so all right well don't do anything crazy all right yeah, no, that's like, yeah uh, i try not to put it right if i'm going to it's a bad like, idea crazy, but... don't, like don't throw everyone in the pond uh <laughs> like seriously. i did have hey i want to say this real quick before i forget i've had five or six messages that i never saw on instagram all people telling me Dude, we love, I love the podcast. Every time you trash shop, that's the only reason I watch. And uh, <laughs> they're like, uh, please keep it up. All my, like my friend told me about, it, he said that you trash shop on here. I hate that guy's guts. Like, it's all like, there's a lot of people out there like that also. And I've probably got like 30 messages in the past month like that. Like, dude, keep up the fight against shop. We're behind you. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, 
Oh, uh, Mills, so. uh, well, I had a birthday party. Shab was not invited to that party. Uh, oh, that's I, a shame. I, I, I had a 43rd party. I, I told my wife I'm going to have 10 people. I ended up inviting like like, like 100. Um, it, was right. it was a lot of fun. The Uncle Creepy came with like a bag of like mushrooms to give out to people. Like, <laughs> Naturally. Most people give like goodie bags. And I think there were other drugs sure. in there too. And I'm like telling people like, okay, if you take you know ayahuasca or whatever this guy's giving out, Fine, but I don't want to find you in my kids, you know, right. you know, playground because we have a slide inside that Russell Peters. I don't want to see like four days later. I'm looking through it and it's like one of my friends is in there having a bad, right? Day, you know, talking to an elf or something. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I saw yeah. pictures of your house on uh, online, man. You post some. That's a nice house, dude. That's a huge. Yeah. Up- I mean, not that your last house wasn't nice, but that's a huge upgrade, man. That is a really, really you nice know, house. I mean, if you follow my since I got married, it's just been like. And then uh, Victor Ortiz showed up at my party. I never met him before, uh, but my buddy was like, "Hey, you mind if Victor Ortiz shows up?" So I was like, <laughs> so I was like "Yeah, I'm like, sure." He was the nicest guy ever. Uh, he was telling me crazy. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell the story, but I'm like, "Hey, are you friends with De La Hoya?" And he says De La Hoya hates him because he knocked him out twice in sparring in Big Bear because De La Hoya was turning it up, so they threw him out of camp. Uh, huh. He's got so many crazy stories like that, uh, and he hates Tony Ferguson. Like he, like he, like, <laughs> a they, random person to hate. Like they got into it at like the gym. Him and Tony Ferguson, like, like they yeah. hate each other. Uh, but then he was the nicest guy. He came to my show Friday. Victor did with like a bunch of his buddies. Uh, and then um, I did a show last week. So I'm on stage, and there's just like a guy and a girl. And the, the guy looks kind of effeminate looking, but like you know he's like a good looking guy and girl. And they're, I'm like, oh, you guys together? They're like, yeah, we're married. And I'm like, how'd you get her? Blah blah blah. I'm like, so how long are you guys dating for or married for? And then the, the, the guy in like a high voice goes, well, we met six years ago, but I was a lesbian back then. And I was like, <sighs> what? I was like, so you transition? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, they, you know, I go, well, whoever doctor you went to, that's the doctor they need to go to, you know, because right. I, I had no idea. And then I did like 10 minutes on it. I'm like, well, you know, you were probably, she was probably bored with you as a girl anyway. So it's probably good. You're gonna mix it up, and then I, and then I, I they, they were dying laughing, thankfully. But I was saying how like, you ever like, you know, back in the day you had more energy, but now that you're a guy, you just want to hang out, and watch football, and like you won't right. Out. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just crazy. You know, we were talking about that. How like you know the whole issue with like men, transgender females in female sports is like a hot topic. You know. And, right. and like Caitlyn Jenner's against it, right? Uh, right. But like, like there's someone who might be an expert on this, right? I, I right. Mean, like, if anyone knows <laughs> about this, like, shouldn't we listen to the guy who was the best athlete in the world, who's now a female? Uh, I mean, uh, can you imagine if he had transitioned back then and competed against girls? Like, he could beat every man, and then could really beat every girl. Oh my God. But I like, wonder about all the time, though, man. Like, I'm not very good at basketball anymore, but I could dominate the WNBA. Like, I really could. So, if I identify as a woman, can I go make $75 a year or whatever WNBA players make? <laughs> I don't know. But can I go do that? Because I guarantee there's not a woman in the world that can beat me one-on-one still in still? basketball. Still? Yeah. Now, you don't – as much physically as you might lose, like, I, I haven't forgotten how to play, you know? So, like, I know yeah. exactly – like, you wouldn't forget how to wrestle or anything else. You know, you may not have it physically, but I know how to – I know positioning, know where to put myself. I still shoot real well and stuff like that. So I know how to play. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any girl that I wouldn't dominate. First time I went to, like, a jiu-jitsu class, like, years ago, back before everyone was, like, a black belt, I was just holding everyone down. And, like, it was, like, my first class ever. And, I, and, like, in the gi, and everyone was asking me, like, 
well, you know, what belt are you and where do you study jujitsu at? And I was like, I just wrestled, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I wasn't even going for like submissions. I was just going to hold people down, you know, and, yeah. um, just to basically pin them for 10 minutes. Uh, so my, my wife's on this new diet. She's on she, 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 since, since it's not a diet, she calls it a fast mimicking protocol. And I, right. I go, have all this food there. I go, what do you mean? She's like, oh, it's this thing that, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, it, it, uh, ex it extended her life by five years. I'm like, how do you know she's still alive? <laughs> <laughs> and they like, trust me, I'm an expert on this. I'm like, what, getting scammed? And then it's like, that became a whole thing. You know, it's Can like, you imagine if Gwyneth Paltrow died today? It'd be like, she would have died five years ago if she hadn't been on that diet. <laughs> so strange. They said they tested her blood and how old she is. Like, right. I'm like, come on. This is, sounds, this sounds fucking <laughs> so stupid. Um, so, uh, by the way, Mayhem has some of the crazy. I thought his stories from jail were crazy before. This, yeah. this new crop of stories, oh my God. Because <laughs> I guess before they had him isolated, and now he was with general population. And right. only about who ran the jail and the gangs and some of the stuff he saw and how he was training. And oh my, I mean, this dude has like 30 lives, bro. I can't wait for him to come on and talk about it. Um, you need to do like a Charlie Rose style interview, just you and him, and talk about the prison, uh, <laughs> prison experience, man. It's uh, I watch some of those things on YouTube sometimes, like guys talk about how it is in prison, and I've decided I probably don't want to go. Um, no. You know, if I if I can avoid it, it is uh, that's a whole other world in there. Man. No, no, a hundred percent. And then he was like using prison terms, and I'm like, wait, what's that? And he had to like explain <laughs> to me what it was. Like he was doing it by accident. He was like, oh no, that that guy was a K blah blah. I'm like, wait, what? And then. Like, <laughs> um, so. Let's talk about some of the fights uh, that went on. Cody No Love uh, versus Rob Font. Man, I don't know. I, I feel I like Cody No Love a lot. Uh, he's a, you know, I've always liked Cody No Love, but I don't know where he goes from here. I honestly don't. Um, he did not look like he, I mean, he was like two steps behind. And what's crazy was that normally when he lands those punches, guys can't take it. So then you, then you got a guy like Rob yeah. who could like, who could like, oh, thank you. Thanks a lot. Let's say hi to Sean. Sean? Hi. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, he was at my wedding. Yeah, I'm at your wedding. I was at your wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bye. See ya. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know where. Uh, I got to say that his chin got better as the fight went on which was like crazy. I never saw a guy who get, got like totally rocked in the first, look like he was out and then take harder shots and be yeah. able to walk through them. Well, how is that possible, Sean? I don't, man, I don't know. I stopped watching uh, once he got rocked because I had lost so much uh, that night on, I bet Chris Barnett, my buddy, to beat Rothwell, more yeah. with my heart than my head, I guess, but I really thought he might do it. So I had lost so much money by that point, I put a ton on Garbrandt because I was like I just think he wins this fight you know watching Font fight and watch a couple of his highlights I was like I think he wins so when he started losing I turned it off and just accepted that not only had I lost all the money before I lost everything I was trying to make back with that fight on one big bet and I uh, didn't even look at the results till the next morning because I knew he was gonna lose like I was like it's 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 over man it's uh yeah it's uh some I mean I don't know man it's a weird sport you, you sometimes you want to think that guys are just getting passed up by the newer generation and stuff but I mean, I think Cody Garbrandt a couple of years ago wins that fight. You know, like, I, I don't know, man. The guy, the one that fought Dominic Cruz beats that guy every time. So, I, I don't know what happens. I don't know. Well, 
what's crazy was that the alpha male guys, like when, when TJ and them got into it, he, he kept leaking that Cody's chin is shot, but no one ever yeah. saw the fight. But it was like the alpha male guys almost knew that he, that his chin wasn't as like, not, not, right. so that was like the weird part. I guess maybe when you saw it in the TJ Dillashaw fight, what sucks about that fight also was that he got busted for steroids against the Henry fight. So you wonder how much if he took it against Cody. And then you're like, right. this guy gets spoiled by a guy who uh, was was on juice, you know? And that's like another right. thing that's like depressing about it. The whole thing is depressing. Um, that's why I hate, man, these guys that, you know, Cody, I think I read somewhere he had like 140 amateur boxing matches as a kid or whatever. And I used to have an old boxing coach. Um, he was actually, his dad was a former world champion in the 30s. And uh, Wes Rainey, he was an awesome, awesome guy. But he used to tell me all the time to quit sparring hard in practice. You wouldn't think that's typically the boxer mentality, spar, you know, 100% this and that. And he said, you only have so many knockouts in you, not giving, but taking. He said, your, your brain only takes so many. He said, these guys are knocking each other out twice a week in the gym. You're just in, like, you're shortening your career. You're doing the opposite of Gwyneth Paltrow's diet. Like you're, uh, you know, like your your career shortening by five years. So like, you know, but people always say like, act like I was a pussy because I want to spar real hard during uh, practice. I was like, no, I don't want Matt Mitrione kicking me in the head when we're supposed to be practicing wrestling. Like, I don't want to shin to the side of the head that drops now, now, you know, or whatever. Chin, like, for, like, does your chin get like, can you absorb more, obviously, because you're a bigger guy, but like getting hit by Matt Mitrione, does that take more fucking years off your life than I like oh I'm sure yeah I, w I went to a new doctor that they trying to still fix my back and he said have you ever had a concussion I said probably several never diagnosed I know of I said but yeah I mean Matt Madrone hit me one time after the bell um actually with like a five-piece combo after the bell like because I, I was already stopped I started turning it with the five-piece when we first started training with each other I wasn't right for four or five days I got lost on my way home driving home and ended up downtown like 30 miles from my house didn't know where I was at had to call somebody to tell me what I was supposed to do that night I was like right are we supposed to go somewhere? I'm completely confused. And I literally had a headache for five or six days after that and felt just confused and dizzy. And I thought uh, that was shortly after Tim Sylvia had popped my eardrum uh, with a punch because um, I was wearing headgear, which made it so the air compressed and popped my eardrum and then I couldn't hear for days. You know, like it was like uh, stuff like that. I never agreed with that kind of sparring, man. I think it's a terrible idea, uh, not just for your short term, not like long term, but also for your fighting career, you know? Yeah, that's the one thing about wrestling is like, that like we never had to worry about, you know, right? Is that as hard as wrestling was and physically it was hard, and you never got brain damage wrestling, you know. Right. I, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, you like, but it wasn't like I wasn't getting, I was getting dizzy. I mean, once in a while you hit, you go against a guy, you click on heads, and you start seeing stars going everywhere, but it's not like it. It wasn't like I'd say boxing is a way more fucking horrible sport for your head than CTE than right. And wrestling and jiu-jitsu, they're almost like even jiu-jitsu. I would say by going out and and, and and like getting going out conscious has to be worse yeah. for you than wrestling. Oh, I had been. I had one time when I first. I was always real prideful, so especially when I first started jiu-jitsu, I had a uh, Brazilian coach here have me in a collar choke, and we did an eight-minute rolling session, and I didn't know anything about jiu-jitsu. I was almost passing out for eight minutes straight. Like I would get out of it and breathe a little bit, and then I would start to go out again. And I just wouldn't tap, and he couldn't afterward. He was like, I don't know how you avoid a tap. And I said a couple times I was probably out, but I just would come back too or whatever. But uh, he didn't like it because I'd submitted in my first class in front of his uh, front of his students. And he was like, bro, I haven't been submitted since I'm in the United States. I was like 100 pounds heavier than him. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, like he was – I like literally 
choking me unconscious for eight minutes. That probably wasn't, I didn't feel right after for a couple days after that either. You know, like it, uh, it's crazy, man. Uh, especially the collar choke. It wasn't just like a, you know, you get yourself like a collar choke or someone strangling you with your gear, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. I, I actually miss it back in the day when like, uh, it was just funny. I don't, I don't miss it, but it was funny back in the day when like some of the names on these chokes that Rogan would start saying, like, Right. Rape yeah. choke, and then all of a sudden the internet would fucking go crazy. Or right. like, like this guy's got a retard strength. Like the things he was saying was like it was so anti PC, you know. But and then all of a sudden the comments would just like hurt flooding. Yeah. I got I got trolled by the UFC because uh, I actually was claiming that when Miguel Torres got released for making his rape joke, uh, I said I was actually the first one to ever make a rape joke while under contract with the UFC. Uh, you know, or whatever. Because when I was using the I was using it, Stefan Struve, I was holding him down by his neck and punched him. And Eve Levine kept saying, stop doing that. Like, I'm not allowed to hold his neck. And I'm like, I'm not grabbing his Adam's apple. I'm just holding him down. He said, he kept saying, stop doing it. And I told uh, Eric Hawani, I said, I thought the rape choke was one of the most underutilized techniques in all of MMA. And he was like, really? I said, yeah, and in rape. Oh, God. Because I just had to, you know, it comes uh, out sometimes. And then uh, Ariel thought it was funny and so did Matt Mitrione. And then later on, uh, the UFC didn't like it, which I can't blame him. Sometimes you aren't, I don't know, sometimes I'm not thinking when I make jokes. But, I, I can see why. I, I mean, it's a funny joke, but it, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, like you're running, a, it's different when you're like, you're running a, a brand, you know, it's like. Right. I, I the funniest that. thing ever is the one they got the maddest about was when I said, there's two things I can't stand, racism and interracial dating. That was the one that got me released from my contract or whatever. Like it was a, of course it was right after Joe Silva warned me to stop saying racist stuff on Twitter. So, um, but I was making a joke. I thought it was funny and uh, yeah, they didn't like it. So, uh, so uh, by the way, before we get to the next fight, Josh Fabian and Diego Sanchez are done. Uh, I saw that. I don't know if that was real or not, though. I thought maybe it was part of Fabian's strategy. Like so Diego left him and now Fabian saying that he was the one that got taken advantage of. Uh, right. and that he feels used and that uh, Diego came to him and he was, li- was driving a $3,000 car, living in an apartment. And Josh took him in and took his, took care of his whole life. And took him in, hung him upside down and smacked him. And then Diego <laughs> leaves. <laughs> <laughs> what, what an ungrateful son of a gun. I mean, what a fucking psychopath. Let's just get rid of this guy in MMA. You know, like just, let's just get rid of him. Like no more. I'm so happy that Diego's done with this dude. So happy for him. And hopefully he hold, you know, Diego will get the help he needs and realize, come on, man, you got to watch out for people like that. That whole thing was strange. I mean, I don't know, like Diego was saying like uh, that Dana won't return his calls. And I saw Dana say he can talk to me anytime he wants. All he's got to do is text me or call me. And then I know Dana returns my text. And I haven't fought in the UFC for nine years or whatever. And he, if I text Dana White, he texts me back. Like I, I try not to ever bother him, but. I just found that whole thing. I mean, that didn't sound right to me that he said he won't take my calls. He won't meet with me. Dana seems like the kind of guy that would meet with Diego Sanchez if he wanted to talk to him. I don't know. I could be wrong, but that seems maybe not with Fabian, but with just Diego. So Austin Vandefer is coming off a huge win, 30-27. He kicked some ass, and he fought Fabian Edwards, who I've had my eye on for a while. This dude is really good, a really good fighter. He was like 13-1 and or something, some kind of crazy record, and Austin just beat him up bullied him, took him down, uh, looked really good. Congrats, Austin. Hey, thank you so much, buddy. Can you hear me good? I can hear you good, man. That was uh, okay. That was pretty damn impressive, man, because that guy was – that's not a scrub. That's not an easy uh, layup. That guy's really good, and you dominated him. Yeah, yeah. I knew, uh, I knew going into it it was going to be a, a tough test. So I uh, – but training hard, being here at American Top Team, I, I felt pretty well prepared for it. Now, how messed up was your eye? Because you were gushing blood. 
<laughs> it was actually the middle of my forehead, man, not my eye. So what happened? It, it, it was like the last 30 seconds, and I was like, all right, I'm going to posture up. Uh, I knew at that point, I was like, I got the fight one, so I'm going to, I'm going to like really just posh out. I'm not going to worry about anything, throw caution to the wind. And, and I got a little lax and he threw an elbow. I was like, oh, motherfucker, he hit me with that elbow. And then I felt it right away. It's like, damn, he sliced me with that one. So, you know, but it was, it was, I don't want to say it was a lucky elbow. It was kind of unfortunate that happened right there, but, uh, but it was cool and it made the end of the fight really fun. So oh it was my cool. God. Like I mean, you you have like gorilla strength. Like, I mean, <laughs> you have that kind of like I, I can't believe because it didn't look like you guys were in the same weight class. Yeah, yeah. I man, just dude, wrestling you know, buddy, you're a wrestler, man. It's that wrestling strength, man. And and uh fishing in Alaska my whole life and all that. I yeah, I just I put it all together. Dude, I was I'm so happy for you, man, because I, I I still think the UFC fucked up not getting you. Um, but I'm also happy that they're they're not giving you easy fights anymore. Like that they're, yeah, they're yeah. putting you in now in Bellator. They're taking you really seriously. I mean, you've got to be ranked in the top ten now, right? Yeah, uh, going into that, I was uh, third, ranked third. Ranked third. So. so now, what are you? You're like second? Yeah, I I don't know if the new rankings that came out yet, but. You know, I think I think I get a title shot in my next fight, and that's what I feel like uh, I, I'm ready for, and that's what I feel like I deserve. And and uh, so I, you know, fingers crossed, that's the next one. So Fuck whether yeah. it's uh, Musasi or I think Tokov, there's a Russian in there, or one of those guys. So I'm excited. Wow, that's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. it. I feel like it took you long, but then not really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. Dude, I just I had a I had a uh, memory come up on my on my phone the other like just the other day and it was like five years ago it was like my second pro fight ever so um, and I you know had a couple of amateur fights before that so I really haven't fought all that long so you know I, like you said it, it seems like it's taken a while but at the same time it has seen really quick as well like, how so many, how many rounds have you lost? One, maybe, maybe one. I don't know. I, yeah, I think I feel like one. You've lost one round in your whole entire career. Yeah, yeah. I think I've lost one round. So, you know that the the biggest thing though is just I I'm still so eager to get better and to improve and and I think I still have so much room. I really don't think I've truly showcased like the most of my skill yet. So, I, so I'm excited for that. You know. I know, uh, McCorkle. What did you think of uh, Austin's fight? I was actually, man, um, I don't remember much of it because I was traumatized by the post-fight interview. Like, uh, <laughs> when his head was leaking, it was like the guy at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when his face starts melting. Um, oh, yes, But I, yes. I kept thinking, man, somebody stop that. Because, I mean, it was just, like, it was pouring, man. Like, it was, uh, I don't know, yeah. that was something else. But uh, I like, man, I like the way Belter does this uh, the right way sometimes. Like, the UFC, it seems like if you win two or three in a row, okay, you have to fight someone in the top three to help build yeah. them or whatever. But I like with Austin or Matt Mitrione, like when Mitrione first went there, they gave him a, a very good matchup for him because they wanted to build him a little bit, you know, like give him a couple fights. And every fight doesn't have to – the UFC sometimes, man, like they ruin young guys because Austin's only had, what, like nine, ten fights. Why not yeah. let a guy you – know, I mean, step up the competition a little bit each time. It ain't like they're giving him gimme fights, but you also don't have to throw him with Musasi, his second fight in the promotion. You know, like it's uh, 
kind of what the UFC does sometimes. I like the way Bellator does it, man. Like, I think they uh, – but, if I mean, if you look at Austin's record, I was looking at before the fight started, he's fought several guys that are now eight and two, nine and one, something like that. So, it's the guys he's beaten have good records, man, if not big names. So, they're, they can fight. He's also like a throwback fighter, like a ground-and-pound fighter. Uh, you know, like he just takes dudes down and just fucking punches them in the head. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, the, uh, I like it. By the way, how was uh, training with Matt Hughes today? Uh, it was good. I didn't really train with them. I, I came in. I had to pay my fees and all that, so I came into the gym. And then it's always nice to come in for your victory parade or whatever, you know. You kind of feel good <laughs> going in. So, uh, it was cool, man. Matt, Matt has been in. That's that's like the third time I think I've seen him in there, met him in there and stuff, and uh, really cool guy. So it was cool to get to go in there and see him, and he had watched my fight and was really happy for me and, and all that, so that was really cool too. Yeah, yeah, Matt came to one of my shows, and he was sitting next to BJ Penn, and I'm like, oh, I didn't recognize you without BJ's nuts in your mouth. <laughs> and then I just, I just killed him. I was like, yo, man, you know, tell me, like – how many cousins have you fucked? Like I was just totally, and he was <laughs> after the after the show. He goes, man, not many people I would let tell me that I have BJ's testicles in my mouth, and then uh, I would fuck my cousin. But you're lucky. I like it. he wrote me a long thing. It was like really funny, so it was cool. Fucking Matt, he's hilarious, man. Yeah, uh, Matt, he's my guy. Yeah, now, those guys, Matt, Matt, yeah, Matt and Dan Lambert, dude. Those guys are all raunchy, man. They. They uh they like to give me a hard time. I love it. Good, good, good. Now the rest of the car was pretty good. We'll talk about some of that. I thought you know I was obviously rooting for Leslie as my friend. She hung in there. I mean, yeah. she hung in there. She yeah. Got proud, but she showed so much fucking heart. I mean, Jesus. Uh, what did you think of the cyborg fight? Yeah, she's Leslie's. Man, I didn't get to watch that one because I unfortunately I I had to run over and grab stitches really quick. So. We were we were trying to like follow everything. We saw that the fight was going into like the fifth round, and we were pumped because we we uh, really like Leslie too. She's such a sweet girl, and you know, and we're friends with Cyborg as well too. So it, you know, kind of all, all that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, dude, she's as tough as they come, man. I knew Leslie would be a dog. I knew it'd be tough to to get her out of there for sure. Uh, and then uh, Hego versus Caldwell. I kind of felt it. By the way, so. Um, I talked to Mayhem because Mayhem's out of jail. He got out of jail last oh, week. Oh, nice. So he's out of yeah, jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. Yeah. And he was <laughs> cool. telling me that AJ McKee, that that hit that thing he hit Caldwell with, he hits it on yeah. everyone at the gym. It's one of those moves that I guess looks a lot hard. Looks, it's a more more painful than it, than it looks. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, how the fuck did Caldwell tap to that? Um, but Mayhem was like, no, everyone at the gym gets hit with that. But that that's like that guy's McKee's move. One of one. Yeah, of the yeah. Um. I thought he that fight could have. I thought he could have won that fight. I thought it was pretty close. The Higo fight. I I kind of gave it to Caldwell, but I understand why they gave it to Higo. Did you watch that fight? No, that because that one was right after mine, so I like yeah, went yeah. over. But uh, yeah, and, and that was tough too because I'm a I'm a Caldwell fan. I like Darian a lot, and and uh, we're in the same we're in the same corner, the the same uh, side and stuff. So I was rooting for him, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't hear. I, I it was a split, right? Split decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, bummer. But that's his. Uh, he just went down to thirty-five, right? He had been at forty-five. Thirty-five, like, I, I dude, it's crazy. I mean, he's got to be six-one or at least six feet. Yeah, uh, he's tall for sure. Yeah, it, it's crazy. But he looked good. I mean, after after uh, weigh-ins, he was good. We were right next to each other. He rehydrated well, and 
and all that. Didn't really struggle that much in the weight cut. So um, he'll he'll be back. He'll be he's tough, man. He's on a good team down here at uh, Sanford and all that, and he'll he'll uh, make the adjustments. Now, Sean, this so this girl Valerie Laradu is that how you say it? Yeah, so, Loretta, Loretta. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Because we got to talk about this because uh, Austin, you're probably you got to be like an expert on this one. I think Sean's frozen, by the way. So, <laughs> so this girl uh, is a karate uh, champion, I guess. She's a big karate back in the day. She she won a lot of karate. She's hot. She's got a great ass. Great ass. Great tits. Beautiful girl. She's a little very aggressive with her social media. Very like, look at me, look at like, like, I feel like she's a lot more aggressive than Paige was. Paige yeah, yeah. at least kind of eased into it. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know, a little bit more like tongue in cheek. This girl yeah. is more like, I got, look, I got the fucking best looking booty hole in the world. Looking, you better fucking stare at it. Uh, whether <laughs> yeah. you want or not. And, you know, look, I mean, who doesn't want to share it? But she, she, she's, you got to be able to back it up. Paige Van Zandt in the UFC won her first couple fights. I mean, against, yeah. against high level. I mean, you know, she beat Felice Herrig. She beat, she beat some, some pretty very good girls. She, you know, knocked out Rowdy Beck with a flying yeah. Whereas Valerie was like three and oh, two and oh, and was not, has, was not fighting the caliber of people that like Paige was or yeah. some of the other girls. And in this fight, she got dominated by a girl that was, Two and one, she was a plus seven hundred favorite, and yeah. uh, and her corner. I've never seen a corner more honest with a fighter. Sean, did you see this? Uh uh-uh. uh Her no. corner tells her she's going to. The you third gotta round. watch it. It's one one and going to the third round. And Valerie dropped her in the first, uh, and then she kept going for spinning. Fucking everything was a spinning, 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 and she kept getting taken down. And so the, the corner tells her, like we like listen to your fucking corner. Stop with the fucking dumb spinning shit. You got to box. Your ground game is atrocious. You're going to lose. I mean, which, which that was the thing where I'm like, okay, aren't you responsible for the ground game too if you're the corner? But okay. Yeah, like, you got to throw 50 punches. Just box. If you don't throw 50 punches, you're going to lose. Like, and just flat out tells her that, right? Right. A minute into the third, she goes for a fucking spinning and gets taken right. and, yeah. and, and loses the fight. Uh, Austin, I know this is your training partner. She's chasing your gym. So I know yeah, you're, a little, yeah. you're a little bit handcuffed here. But but, yeah. but, so, but give me your thoughts. Yeah, so, uh, of course, you know, we were in the back. And my, uh, my, my head coach is the head jiu-jitsu, the head grappling coach at ATT. Um, so as you could tell, he, he was like, you know, trying to scream what he thought needed to be done and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you know, she is, she's a, a training partner there and she, you know, she's got her talents and, and whatnot, but, uh, she's young, you know, she's 22 and I think, uh, she doesn't have a ton of MMA experience still, obviously. So, um, you know, you gotta be, you got to be a little smart in those situations. And that girl really had like no striking at like zero fucking striking. And yeah. so her coach is right. If she would have went out and threw 50 punches, she would have won the fight because she would have uh-huh. caught her with one for sure and, and knocked her out. But um, yeah, it, uh, I love the corner though. Whoever that, whoever that corner is, God, I mean, 
I mean, I, I, don't yeah. know you, I don't know about saying your ground game is atrocious because what are you at that point? What, what are you What are you gonna do to fix a person's ground game? I mean, like, yeah. but, but okay, fine. That, but but telling the person you're going to lose unless you throw fifty punches and yeah. stop with the spinning shit was the fucking perfect. I mean, that was exactly like Big John McCarthy was like listening and just nodding his head in agreement. Like, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, her co- so that was uh, her coach is Steve Bruno, and uh, he's I haven't really worked with him that much because there's so many coaches there, but he's got a reputation of being like very straightforward. He usually has a love hate relationship with with most of his guys, but you know, I thought it was fucking awesome. I thought it was it was perfect. Like that's the kind of corner work I want if I'm in that situation. You know, I want brutal honesty and and all that because. You know, you could tell after the fight, like, it gutted him. He wanted her to win so bad, and, and he does put in a lot of hard work with her. So, um, well, why did you know, him? Why did you go for a spinning fucking yeah. again? You know, like, like I said, the, she's, she's still young. You know, she's still – obviously, her background is – I think it's Taekwondo specifically. And, and uh, you know, you – you tend to kind of go back to your roots. And I, I think Taekwondo has got a lot of spinning shit and all that. I don't, so. I, don't know. I, I mean, but then, so then, so then Sean, so then she loses and then she tweets out like, you know, you, she did, she did get out of a lot of arm bars. Like I got yeah, it. Yeah. She had a lot of heart. Yep. She, I was impressed with her, her heart a lot, actually. Cause a lot of yeah, people, yeah. Um, but she said, everybody's to the people that said I was going to tap in one round. Fuck you. No one said that. Like, like no. when, you, when, you, when you're a 700 favorite, like, like literally maybe one person, maybe the person you're fighting is saying that, but, uh, Heck yeah. And then, and then she posts an ass pic the next day, like yeah. a fucking, not even like, like a, a, a wide shot, just her fucking like ass. Um, Austin, you got to talk to this girl, bro. You gotta, you gotta tell her like, look, we know she has a great ass. Like, like everybody. <laughs> But <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, my, okay. my, my, uh, my wife Paige tries to talk to her, and be, you know, because like I said, and, and, uh, and going back to Paige's, you know, Paige's only losses in the UFC were like the legit of the legit fucking girls. Karate like, hottie and like yeah. Rose, Karate hottie, Rose, Amanda Rebus. Like she yeah. had all of her, all of her fights were tough. So, yeah. um, you know, but. That, like I said, Valerie's young. She's on a good team. Like uh, I'll, I'll say that when it's time to buckle down and, and train, she works really hard. She, she shows up to classes. She needs to do a little more jujitsu. Obviously, you can see she needs to really focus on her grappling and whatnot. But uh, um, you know, I it, it's she's she's marketing herself. You know, she's trying to make money, and, and you can't hate on. No, uh, you on that and, and you know, so. I like seeing her ass. I'm not, I'm, I'm fucking still a man. I'm not gonna like. Yeah. I'm, gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's a little. I'm a little confused as to like, I, this is not I gotcha. like yeah. normally. Like, as long I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Sean, what were you saying? Oh, I was gonna say, like, I think that the only thing I would say, man, on as far as the coaching during the round goes, if you're gonna tell a fighter they suck, their ground game's atrocious, they don't belong in there, this and that. Uh, I think a, instead of going to fight a more appropriate forum would be live on one of the world's most popular podcasts, like uh, Joe Rogan did with Brendan Schaub. Like I think that's the uh, that's the uh, <laughs> yeah. way to go. The only the only thing I would say is uh, no one should push her into stand up comedy. 
because that uh, hasn't worked out well for Schaub at all. So maybe uh, yeah. the girl. Are you are you a Brendan Schaub fan? Uh, absolutely, he's one of my favorite. <laughs> like, uh, I keep seeing, yeah, I um, keep seeing your little name pop up. My head. I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Schaub sucks really bad. He's gonna get smacked by me when I see him, and I haven't fought in years. But uh, I will smack the shit out of him when I see him in person. So okay, back, nice. So back to some of the fights <laughs> that happened. Uh, I'll tell you who I was happy for. This kid, we have to. I'm telling you, this kid is under the radar. Bellator. I don't know if they should push him or not. Aviv Ghazali. This kid. <laughs> yeah. This kid's father was. They called him the Batman, the Israeli Batman. He was like, yeah. he was like amazing at fighting at Bellator. He was like a stud in Bellator. Now he's a 50 year old bare knuckle boxer, and the kid is seven and zero or six and zero with all first round finishes. But he's a high level Henzo black belt. And nobody gets past a minute, and he's buried on the Bellator underground. Fucking buried on the undercard. But, like, look, as, as, as a Jew, we finally got one. We finally got a guy <laughs> who's, like, like, yeah. like why, why what, 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 market this dude, right? Awesome. Yeah, he, dude, he's, he's legit, man. Like, he's, you see him walking around. He's a goofy-looking kid, you know. He's kind of, like, long, goofy. I think he wore like McDonald's fucking boxers to wins or whatever. But uh, dude, he's legit, man. Like every fight, I'm like, okay, because I think this is like the second or third fight uh card that we've been the that we fought on together. And uh, I always see him. He's kind of soft smoking, and and uh, then he goes out and fucking rips people's legs off, and it's uh, it's cool. I really like them. I. Uh, like three fights ago, fought over in Israel, and and uh, they were a big part. His dad, Haim, or, or whatever is Ghazali, his dad's name, whatever it is. Uh, Bruce helped, Wayne. Helped get me, yeah, Bruce Wayne helped, helped get me on that. So I, and that was like the most badass trip ever. So, um, yeah, dude, the kid's good. But going back to like what you're talking about, Adam, uh, Bellator's so good at at building the guys up, like looking at AJ McKee's career and, and how they just slowly like set him up and you see what a killer he is now and how good he is. So they know what they're doing and, and uh, that kid's still so young. So he's yeah. going to get a, a lot of experience and, and they're going to push him at the right time. And, and uh, you know, they're, I, I think Bellator is really good at that. No, no by the way, it's, it's Bruce Weinberg. He's the Israeli Batman. So just <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. So, and then uh, Saad Awad, another guy uh, who fucking came out throwing heat. Uh, happy, happy, happy for him as well. Um, and then Grant Neal, who beat Tyree Fortune, who was a prospect. The Fortune Brothers were like wrestling practice. And this kid, Grant Neal, played football and wrestling in, uh, in college. And he just yeah. ran through Tyree Fortune. He's a heavyweight to watch, this kid. Uh, let's talk about the UFC that happened last week. Uh, Carla Esparza. I don't know what happened. Someone looks like someone stole her boyfriend or something. She just yeah. had, she she was on a, on a mission. I mean, she beat the shit out of that of that girl. Like, this was a different Carla Esparza. Uh, did you see that fight, Austin? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we were we were back uh, back here. I was following all the fights on my phone, and yeah, it was fucking crazy, man. Uh, oh my god! Uh, by the way, I think a good fight for Cory Nola would be uh, O'Malley. I think O'Malley because yeah, if, me if, too. If O'Malley could beat No Love, and it would really like put him next level. But if he can't, I feel like it puts Cody No Love back to like, oh shit. So I think that's a good crossroads fight, and I think that 
No Love would like nonetheless to, to beat the shit out of Sean O'Malley. So yeah. I think that's the fight to make. I know you're like, well, O'Malley's coming off two wins and No Love's coming off a loss, but who cares, right? But yeah, the, the name marketability and, and all that. I mean, it, it, it makes sense and it's a test for, and like you said, it's, it's a fight for O'Malley. It's like, hey, if he goes out and wins that fight, then like, all right. Fuck yeah, this guy, this guy is legit. Because we know Cody's legit. That's the way he could win that, by like double yeah. triple Linden fucking spinning kick or some fucking nonsense, you know? And like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is crazy. By the way, so Paige Van Zandt, uh, your, your wife, your beautiful wife, uh, who lost her bare knuckle boxing debut, which I got to say, I watched that. She did really well. I think if that fight would have won another round or two, she would have won. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think she was just figuring out bare knuckle boxing while yep. she was doing it because in the beginning she was just trying to box and yeah, then for sure. she realized no oh, this is a hockey fight uh yeah. you have to like hold on and just punch and and the yep. other girl had experience with that uh i don't know but i guess it's one of those things you could tell somebody to do but unless they're actually there doing it yeah um how did how did she feel about it and who's she fighting next uh you know what she of course uh, in, in any fight no matter how well you do or how well people say you did even if you lost you feel like shit and you're bummed out but uh but she did she took a lot away from it a lot of experience i think uh, honestly one of the most valuable attributes in bare knuckle boxing is having bare knuckle boxing fights like the legit fights is i like like you see you know paulie malinaji going in there and getting beat like you know he's a pure boxer he gets beat by an mma guy it just it is a different fucking sport, and she uh, and she did. She learned that, you know, going into the fifth round, and unfortunately, she turned it on in the last round, and, and it wasn't one round earlier. Like we said, I, I really do think she would have knocked her out. And, uh, you know, the girl was, like, spitting her teeth out at the end of the fight, and it was uh, it was cool. But she's motivated, man. She's so pumped up to, to fight again. She – I believe her fight is July 23rd and it's going to be a really big fight. Uh, it's not signed officially yet. So, um, is it Jenny so Savage? Really... No, no, it's a lot bigger name than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just signed a... Rachel Ostovich and they just, yeah, signed, yeah. they just signed Pearl Gonzalez. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. So, so someone right <laughs> in that area. So now they have the three hottest girls in MMA. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they know what they're doing, man. They're, they're smart. So it's, uh, it's cool. She's, she's working really hard. She's really focusing on boxing. Uh, but she's also got the itch to get back into MMA, especially being at American top team and all that. So, um, I think I went yeah, away yeah, for a yeah. second. Yeah, here we go. I'm back. So, uh, anyways, yeah, but she she's doing well. She took the loss well. She She's ready to get back and, and fight again. And she wanted to fight sooner, but, you know, they're, they're paying her really well, and they've got to get their all their shit in line, too, and, and all that. So Now, uh, is Ocho Cinco training with you guys? No, he's not. I haven't seen him. I, wanna, I would love to see him, though, but I haven't seen him. I haven't he's, seen him yet. No, so he's boxing, Sean, on the under, on the undercard of Logan Logan Paul versus Mayweather. By uh, by the way, Victor. Yeah, what do you think of all that, Adam? I gotta hear your take on the the Paul brothers, all that shit. I mean, fuck, I, I don't like them. Uh, yeah. I don't. Like, but I, but I, I respect the success. Uh, yeah, for I sure. mean, holy shit, to have everybody hate them, I wouldn't be able yep. to have 
the whole world hate me uh, and, and be able to sleep at night. But yeah, they, these guys have no problem doing that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I talked to Victor Ortiz at my birthday party, and Victor Ortiz told me he trains at Logan Paul, and Logan Paul's going to win. Um, <laughs> like that. Wow. <laughs> This is what Victor Ortiz is telling me. He's wow. telling me he's the better Paul brother. Um, and that, but the whole thing is crazy because he can't weigh less than 190 or more than 196 pounds, but Mayweather can't weigh more than 167. So there has to be a 37 pound weight difference, a 30 pound weight that, difference. And they that, that's like written down. That's, that's yeah. in the rules. Yeah. Oh, weird. And, and okay. then they also capped a small guy, which is also fucking weird. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I, I mean, I hope Mayweather comes out there and just pieces him up, just knocks him out in fucking six seconds. But I don't. Yeah. Know, but but if a guy has a thirty-pound weight advantage of you, I yeah. don't know. And you're, I don't know if that's possible, right? I mean, I I, I don't think I don't think he's gonna go out and knock him out right away. But I do think he's gonna go out and just pick him apart methodically. I, I really, I think his speed and just, I, I mean, we're talking about. I hear a lot of people saying, like, oh, Logan's going to catch him, knock him out. Granted, uh, Floyd's fought smaller guys or guys his size this whole career, but we're talking about, like, one of the best defensive, like, boxers in the history of box. You know, the guy barely gets touched. Like, how is this kid going to go in there and, and not – I just I, – I cannot see it happening, like, any I mean, possibility. Isn't it, isn't it, like, someone, like, saying, like – you know, taking wrestling for two years and being like, take it on Jordan Burroughs. I mean, isn't that exactly? Isn't right? that more, but there's no knockouts in wrestling, so maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. But did you train with Jake Paul when he was down there? No, I I had, I got asked to one, one time, but it was actually the same weekend as Paige's fight, so I was out of town and and. uh and to be honest, like I, I don't, I don't even necessarily think I would have, um, just because, like, you know, I, I can't, I can't like talk shit about it, and and I don't necessarily talk shit. I, I do respect like their, uh, their grind and their tenacity and getting after, but I can't like have the thoughts that I, I have, and then just go in there and aid to it, you know, and, and yeah. go train with the guy because I'm not getting anything out of it other than taking a fucking picture with the guy or whatever like that, that's not making me a, it's not making me a better and he, fighter and his, his buddy's gonna videotape it and then he lands one punch on you this guy's exactly, gonna go viral yeah. and then it's the whole fucking yeah. that then it's like oh yeah. he, he beat up Paige Van Zandt's husband and yada yada <laughs> yeah. just, right and, uh, and you know my my intentions in the sport of like MMA or so uh yeah I, I just want to be the best and I, I really I have a genuine goal and all that and so for me like it's just a publicity and a, a stuff like that and i'm just not really about it so i wanted to ask you some of those pictures right where like Paige is holding you and she's naked yeah. and like your face is in her vagina uh <laughs> and like and like her your ass is around her face like yeah does, does, does her mom see those pictures wait say, say that again say did like, you ask parents, that? like your parents see those pictures oh yeah yeah her parents her parents like it. She th they think it's funny. They think, uh, yeah, all that. Especially mine. Mine really thought it. <laughs> think it's really funny. They don't care that she's like spread eagle like around your face. Like that's uh, that's totally cool. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we are married, buddy. Yeah, they. Yeah, I think. Th I think they. 
I think they're hoping for grandbabies, so they're like, yeah, do whatever you guys want to do. Well, that's probably not going to get it done, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That is so funny. Now, now so McCorkle lost money on the Ben Rothwell fight uh, against that uh, Chris Barnett. What, what, what's his nickname? Uh, I think they call him Huggy Bear sometimes. They yeah, call him, he's got a lot of different stuff, but uh, he's a what? really good guy, man. He can fight. I do. Can, I turned down two fights with him. I think I told you that last podcast. Like when I was outside the UFC, I didn't want to fight him because he's uh, he can fight, man. What do you think happened? I didn't watch it. That's that's what uh, the other night. I didn't know. I didn't know what time I was. Uh, like when I saw that was over and I lost all that. That's when I kind of quit watching uh, any of my thought that the times are real messed up. With some of the UFC events usually don't start yeah. too late, but sometimes they start. You know, you never know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rothwell just wasn't right. I mean, he was just – I think he was overwhelmed. He got a little tired. Uh, Rothwell yeah. was, like, kind of out, you know, sort of out-veteran him. Well, that's what's weird is that Barnett's known for – I mean, when he was 330 pounds, his cardio was insane. This is the first time I think he's ever been made 265, so I thought his cardio would be phenomenal, you know. Um, but, yeah, when I pulled up my little DraftKings thing opened up, I saw how much money I was negative. I was like, oh, Barnett must have lost, so – yeah, so De La Hoya wanted to box GSP, right? That was supposed to happen. GSP signed off on it, and then Dana White said no way. Um, now De La Hoya wants to box Dana White. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, wh- why don't they just box a boxer? Like, 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 like he went for at least GSP. I mean, does GSP have any? I don't think GSP has any chance against Oscar De La Hoya in a boxing match. Uh, Right? I mean, there's no way. Uh, I don't know. Oscar's 50, and he does a lot of cocaine, so that might uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's play a big role, say. too. Yeah. yeah. You, you watched that. You watched the Triller event, right, Adam? Yes. You watched it all? Yes. It, you saw Oscar on there, like, how just fucking strung out. <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> it was the best. That was the best. I actually liked him better. Uh, that, was most, <laughs> that was the most yeah. I liked Oscar De La Hoya. Um, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, that's what someone asked me. They said it's like Oscar is going off script. He's not reading his lines. I was like, he's doing something with his lines, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if he's reading them. One thousand percent. But he, I mean, Oscar wants to box. I mean, he wants to box somebody. I don't know. This whole like, you know, boxers picking up MMA fighters is just like, come on. I mean, it's just yeah. It's it's like getting old, and I don't understand now. Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Austin, who wins that fight? Tyron Woodley. Really? Every every single day of the week. Even though Paul, dude, you're talking about you're, I yeah, I, this this is a, a legit test for him, and I truly think Tyrone Woodley wins ten times out of ten. Good. I mean, I hope so. I really hope so. I do too. Yeah. I mean, he is 36. Jake Paul has been boxing like three years straight with the, with the best guys. He weighs 190. He walks around at 200. Uh, 205. So it was Woodley, though, probably. Um, yeah. But I think Tyron would take it very seriously and actually have a real boxing camp as opposed to Askren, who shows up once a week, uh, you know, to do like yeah. cardio kickboxing or something. You know, I just yeah. Ty- Tyrone's been, uh, he's been working at the, the boxing gym that Paige has been at. It's, uh, uh, gosh, I forget the, I forget the coaches. I haven't been over there yet, but, uh, He's a Cuban Cuban coach. He coached the Cuban Olympic team for years or, or what, 20 years or, or whatever. And so uh, they got just like 
everyone's a world champion who's training in there. A bunch of really legit guys. So what's gonna uh, happen? So, it's, so Paul versus Wood is gonna happen? <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> I, that's what I I think it's gonna happen. So I, obviously you do too, motherfucker. So <laughs> I mean, why would else? Would I hope I'm not. Yeah. No, no, I'm not, no. I'm not saying that I know for sure, but I think it's going to happen, right? Wow. How awesome is it that Austin is dropping every match? Oh, by the way, uh, Paige has been <laughs> ready to fight Rachel Austin. Yeah, fighting. I guess it. Um, like he's, got, he's got all the inside info, man. And never yeah, get yeah. this interview. Dude, never get arrested for anything. You're going to fold under questioning in three seconds. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, not good. I'm not good. Yes, I'm not good. Really. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Dude, I am so – fuck, fuck yeah. Oh, that's gonna! I'm excited for that fight. I I, I think Woodley, especially if he's training with real boxers, holy shit, that's gonna be good for him. Uh, Adam, can you imagine? Seriously, imagine if Jake Paul. This would be my move as a businessman. He beats up another MMA guy, like whoever, um, not Woodley, but somebody, and then he agrees to come fight in the UFC. Can you imagine how many people would pay money to see Jake Paul get beat up in the UFC? Yeah, but like, I'm talking. Yeah, but it would be so anticlimactic because somebody would just take him down and submit him with a rear naked choke. It would just. Uh, it would well, like, maybe if somebody really didn't like him, though, they might just beat the shit out of him. That's what I would do. But, um, but I just feel like it would be like it would be like Randy versus Tony or yeah. uh, CM. But if he could make fifty million dollars, uh, I would take a beating for fifty million. I took beatings for fifty dollars. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think that it would be. I mean, Jake Paul has some wrestling, some decent high school wrestling. Um, but I think the submission game, he would have to catch up. It would be too much. Um, yeah, yeah. They probably would put him up against a striker, and I think that with leg kicks it'd be over, because uh, he's never kicked before. So yeah. it's just the guy with like two weapons, which is a right hand, and maybe and maybe some sprawl defense, you know. But he would get his leg t- kicked out of him, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. But it'd be fun, it would be fun to watch. I, I I'd rather have watch him get knocked out by Tyron Woodley. But if he if he yeah. beats Tyron Woodley, I think I'm gonna quit the internet. Like I honestly, oh, I'm, gonna fuck, delete, dude. I'm gonna delete all my accounts uh, and just go do something else in my life because I'll become like a, an ice cream man or something. I, I honestly don't think I can deal with the world if he beats Tyron Woodley. <laughs> oh no way! It'd be horrible. I like I said, ten times out of ten, Tyron wins. So I I really really hope. And I'm trying not to jinx him either. I don't want to jinx him, but I yes I do. I believe it. I really, really hope so. Uh, so, Austin, who do you want to fight next? Uh, I want to fight for the title next is what I really want. So, um, you know, so I, I, I believe they'll – I believe Musasi is already going to fight uh, Tokov, who's a, a Russian guy there. I think he's the second-ranked guy or whatever. So, um, you know, so I'll fight the winner of that fight. He almost lost his last fight, right, Tokov? Uh, it, yes, I, I think so. Was it against Gerald Harris? He got like dropped, or, or maybe Logan, maybe it, Logan Storley almost beat him. Was that the okay, guy? Okay, yeah. That, like, maybe. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, that was that's my buddy uh, Yaroslav Amosov. He's fighting oh. uh, Douglas Lima for the title. That was Logan Storley almost fucking pulled it off. Fuck, dude, I know. And, and I think uh, I think Yaroslav's record's like twenty-seven and 0, 26 and zero or something. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a. That was a hell of a fight, man. So I think I think you know some of these guys are like uh, like Logan. There's there's some deep wrestlers right now that like yeah. wrestling guys know who they are, but the the general public doesn't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, that's probably like the worst like guys to fight 
because uh, you're like, well, I don't want to fight this guy. He's a fucking four-time All-American, and he has, yeah. and he has 400 followers on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, no one knows who the fuck the guy is. It's, yeah. But that's probably how these guys from Dagestan feel about us. You know, they're like, yeah. no one wants to yeah. fight some guy from Dagestan who's a 19-time Sambo champion uh, because you can't even find the guy on the internet, but yeah. no one knows who he is. It, it's fucking, and then, but then you have the other end, where then you have the girl showing her fucking what she ate for breakfast on the, on the thing, and then everyone hates her that way. So it's, it's, Dude, it's, it's just, yeah, you can't win, man. There's, yeah, all, just hate all around, you know. It's so. just hate all around. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I prefer the twerking girl. Uh, I happen to like Valerie. <laughs> I, look, I think that MMA needs these characters, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, you need the Colby Covingtons, and then you need yep. the, this person, and you need the, I feel like you need all that, you know, um, because it's it just, it's just, have you talked to Colby at all? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen him here. He's training in Miami. He's training at a MMA masters, I think is what it's called yeah. or something. So I don't, yeah, I don't ever see him. I, I tried to start shit. I told him that you said you fucked him up in, in college wrestling. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, he, he beat He's me. like, what are you he talking about? Me. I fucking took fold that guy. I'm like, nah, dude, he said he won. He said he won. Yeah. <laughs> Good, yes, yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. He, he, no, said he, were, he, he said you were younger than him, but he knew that you were going to be awesome. He oh, said, really? Yeah. He really said that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said you were strong as uh, shit and that he knew you had so much potential. Oh, uh, well, that's really nice. Yeah, I, I didn't ever know he said that, so that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it's after I, after we told him we were kidding that you didn't actually say this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, before that, he was like, fuck that guy. Yeah. What, uh, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> it just fucking went crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Austin, thank you. Uh, McCorkle, anything you want to ask the, the great Austin uh, McCorkle? No, I was just, well, other than how what he thinks about Brendan Schaub's comedy special. Um, no, I, uh, <laughs> I was curious, Austin, you find it. Say that one more time. You, cut off, you, you, cut fight off. A, you fight at 185. Yeah, 185. I, yeah. Oh, okay, because you said that Musasi was a champ. I was thinking you were at 170, and I was like, surely Musasi's not making 170 now, is he? Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, no, I thought I, you were at 170. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so. I had started my career off at 170, and, uh, yeah, just, just kind of got hard cutting weight, and I I uh, thought to myself I'd rather fight longer and, and not have to worry about cutting a bunch of weight. So. Yeah. I wish more guys would do good. that. I really do wish yeah. more guys. I always felt people thought it was crazy, but I had to cut twenty pounds to make two sixty five, and I was yeah. a way better fighter at two eighty five and two sixty five because I, I wasn't completely drained for you know. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. Cutting all that yep. weight, so um, I felt yeah. way better, heavier. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, uh, I feel like I can take a punch, be, be fine, and I haven't ran into anyone stronger than me at 185 and all that and that so i give up a, I probably give up a little reach or, or whatever every once in a while but um uh, you know i think my last opponent had like an 80 inch reach and it all worked out good so yeah. uh yeah i do too i wish a lot more guys would would do the same thing you know move up weight class and and i do think it it's going to extend my career longer and so so that'll be okay. awesome yeah well, thanks for coming on the show brother have, have a great week yep you guys are awesome good to see you buddy Thanks. Thanks, man. Take care. All right. Yep.